0: everybody this is the simpsons show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you i am fantastic this podcast just
1: creates the illusion of nudity <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god no 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 <laughs> no. no i don't, oh, it like, doesn't? Okay, thank I don't god. like i don't like i don't like i don't like how that, what that whatever that implies i don't like it um we have a guest today brian brian green brian Oh very good uh brian a a friend of mine and huge simpsons fan and former a bit. <laughs> you're you're you are very you're a, a large simpsons fan brian that's that's very true yes uh you're also launching a new podcast literally the day we're recording this on on leap day it is live yeah we're, we're only gonna have a, a birthday every four years it's, it's truly unfortunate. Uh, before we get going, pitch everyone on your new podcast and what they should, why they should listen to it.
2: Uh so my our new podcast is called Theme Park. This we take, uh, me and my co-host, we take a an IP that is either not represented or underrepresented at a theme park, and we create a theme park out of it. So, uh, for instance, we just recorded. We recorded an episode where we talk. About Second story. Uh, we just recorded our James Bond episode, which has no theme park representation right now. Uh yeah, we're gonna do a Simpsons episode very, very soon. Uh we got a lot that a lot coming up. That
0: is available on all your favorite podcasting apps. It sure is. Theme park this. Theme park this. Um we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash we'll The Simpsons Show. Only dodge a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. Which is a lot of bonus things. Hey, Matt, we need to do a bonus episode for this month, don't we? Uh, we – oh, how it's the end of the month already, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We're going to get – we'll have one of those out for you guys soon. This week's episode is A Star is Born Again, episode E A B 8 originally aired March 2nd, 2003, written by Brian Kelly, directed by Michael Mark uh received a 4, 14.4 Nielsen rating or 14, 4, 14.4 million viewers. I'm never sure – what all the numbers are because it's very the data is not always the same kind of reporting on things that happened seventeen years ago. It did finish second
1: it's a black magic Robbie. That's how they do television ratings. You never are supposed to know exactly
0: how many people tuned in. If I know that. It finished second on the night, uh, behind something on CBS. I forget whatever it was. Uh the couch gag Matt rating is a puppet master. This is uh this has been this has been used already. Uh, this year. I mean, it's still fine. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a good new idea,
1: Uh, but, you know, it's, it's already been done.
0: I mean, they, they do. have to start repeating them about halfway through, though. You have to start repeating them because God knows we can't come up with new ideas for all 20 plus episodes a year. It's almost like they should only have like 12 episodes. A year. <laughs> oh, whoa whoa, 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 whoa. How else are they going to make commercial? Those can be old commercial dollars unless they have a bunch of episodes. Fantastic question. Let's ask them that. Okay. This episode guest stars Helen Fielding as herself, who, if before this episode, I could not have done, I would not be able to tell you who Helen Fielding is.
1: Before I watched this, like three days ago, I could not. <laughs> exactly, I've watched it before.
0: Yeah. Um. She she wrote Bridget Jones Bridget Jones's Diary. Um. James L. Brooks is himself, and in a very strange guest spot. I actually liked that one, but we'll get to that. I, I did not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: finally, we I was, have... I would
1: like to have James L. Brooks for like an entire episode, because I think it'd be hilarious, but, you know, this
0: works. Uh, we have, and finally, Mr. Marissa Tomei as Sarah Sloan, who is a very large part of the episode. Um, Aunt May herself. Aunt May. Yeah, sexy Aunt May is here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, are you trying Aunt to tell May. me previous Aunt Mays haven't been sexy? Oh, Robbie, we're going to have a disagreement here.
0: Uh...
3: <laughs>
0: Just kidding. <laughs> no, <yeah>. oh. <laughs> Poor old May. You're someone, Poor old do May. That May. Yeah. Um, this episode begins with the family going to the beach. <laughs> it's very much the like, what does this episode start again with? Oh, jellyfish. Yeah, because uh, we need lots of random jokes
1: to get into the plot.
0: I, I mean, to be fair, it doesn't take very long. Okay, it gets to the, it gets to stuff relatively quickly. It just feels very strange when you look and you're like, oh, it's the Ned Flanders and the Hollywood star, and then it starts with like, oh, they're going to the beach and there's jellyfish. Uh, but they're go, the family goes to the beach and there's jellyfish. It's, it's the jellyfish day. It's, just, it's everyone's favorite holiday. But-
1: well, yeah, I, it's like one of those weird town tradition kind of things that uh, only exists in one place. Like, uh, there's, you know, in Cohog uh, in uh, the Family Guy episode, they, they love those weird clams. I mean, uh, lots of places have it. I mean, we have the Strawberry Festival down here, Robbie. I mean, that's exceedingly strange to a lot of people, I would bet.
0: I here, Matt, let me. Strawberries are delicious.
1: So are jellyfish, if you prepare them correctly.
2: Um. They, they provide jelly. Didn't you watch Spongebob?
1: i don't you eat jelly on your peanut butter jelly sandwiches where do you think that jelly comes from god like i mean strawberries (laughs) again
0: (laughs) no 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 strawberry jellyfish obviously Uh, okay i i just it's it's fine um but i prefer raspberry jellyfish oh god (laughs) so it's jellyfish day there's the jellyfish are coming in on into the water near springfield harbor i guess and beach but and ralph gets stung everyone's there and h- hanging out on the beach having family days etc cetera, etc cetera. then we go we we quickly move towards the nighttime activities which are like they're they're framed to accentuate flanders being incredibly lonely (laughs) oh yeah they're all built for
1: couples and families and everything just like the real world
0: Uh, yeah it's to be that's fair where we we see homer and marge obviously but then we also see skinner and edna we see uh the wiggums talking about how chief wiggum planted meth on someone to meet his wife Mm. Mm. I,
2: i assumed he planted it on
0: her Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, he planted it on her. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was... It's okay. in the notes, Robbie. Wiggum
1: planted meth on his wife. Come on.
0: Oh, I I, I thought it was he planted meth on someone so that he could meet her. Not that he nope, planted her, it on exactly, her so to get meet her. Okay. That's terrible. Good to know. It's uh, Wiggum, so it's not really a surprise. I mean, yeah, I guess i guess so um ned is alone it's very sad uh he's i don't know why he's there honestly because it he seems probably took rod and todd to the couples dance like oh yeah i was thinking just it's a family
1: it's a family they were at but... the beach earlier and now ned's like well i'm not gonna miss out
2: on this and he gets to see his friends at least maybe they have activities for the kids to do you know during the the romantic dance and then Ned just abandons him to go home and
1: do his taxes or go to the store and do his accounting for sure.
0: Yes, because that, that I mean, that is Ned just kind of is. I mean, I would, I understand, like, yeah, I'm totally on net on board with Ned, but Ned's like, this is a bummer. I'm going to leave. Like, good, yeah. It's just, see, his friends should allow him to borrow their wives. I mean, it's totally okay thing to do. W- w- okay, wait. <laughs> We're just going
1: to. or I dance, Robbie, before I dance, get
0: your mind out of the gutter you are you just used the phrase borrow wives matt all right i don't need (laughs) okay don't tell me to get my mind out of the gutter poor poor phrasing my bad yes all right we do still do phrasing (laughs) so ned goes back to the leftorium to do his taxes because he's sad and lonely uh and he meets sarah this is kind of a a longer clip but i think i i wanted to include all of it form a business (sighs)
3: Sole proprietorship, owner's marital status, happily married to a dead woman. Excuse me, are you open? Mm Mm-hmm. Open as a tomb on Easter. Now, what can I ding-dong-diddly-do for you?
4: (laughs) Boy, they don't make them like you in L.A.
3: Oh, I should say not. I gave up on L.A. when those TV people made that poor nun fly. All those Puerto Ricans looking up her dress, that's not right.
4: (laughs) Do you have any left-handed eyelash curlers?
3: Do I? No, I don't, but I can have them here by Tuesday.
4: Well, for now, I'll take a left-handed crimper.
3: (gasps) Why, you are gorgeous.
4: You don't know who I am, do you?
3: I sure do. You're the most important person in the world because you're my customer.
4: (laughs) Are you for real?
3: (laughs) I'm as real as the nose on your face.
4: Yeah, real.
3: Well, it looks good. And it sounds pretty too.
4: Thanks. I'll see you later. I'm here for a while, and I don't really know anyone. Would you like to have dinner tomorrow night?
3: A woman asking a man out? Well, well, why not? And maybe I'll eat my steak with a spoon. Call
4: me. I'm staying at the Springfield Four Seasons. Ask for Zelda Fitzgerald.
3: What the? That's a Sue Didleyudonym. Well, I've got a date with a girl with no name. It sure feels good to be back in the game at dessert. Maybe I can ask her her name, because I can't pray for her without the right name. I've got a date with a movie star. Sure you do. And I'm going apple picking with Scooby-Doo. Toy, 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 toy. Toy, 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 toy,
0: toy. It's important. To they have they love Irish. their Irish cops. <laughs>
1: also, can I just point out that Ned is just very casually racist towards Puerto Ricans for no particular reason? I was trying to skip over that, but okay. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. If, if The Simpsons is going to be racist, even back in 2003 or four or whatever this was, uh, I think we should point it out because
0: what the hell? <laughs> I mean, they were looking up. I I don't know. What I meant, but I'm also. My question is I think this kind of just <laughs> lays out my largest problem in this episode is that Ned's characterization is all over the place. And that is very true. I think that it, 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 this episode isn't bad. It, it, I don't think it's a bad episode. But Ned is basically, at any one moment, he is exactly what they need for the plot and not exactly actually just like ned like this time where he sings neil young (laughs) he sings (laughs) like i like america i like a horse on no name i like neil young ned is not a man i would think would know any neil young or america songs and then sing a parody version of them even though i like it yeah, it's funny, but it's just... You know. Also, I
1: really appreciated the fact that uh, the pseudonym she used was Zelda Fitzgerald. I thought that would fit her lifestyle quite well.
0: Does Ned know who Zelda Fitzgerald is, also? I don't think he does, otherwise it'd be a
2: big clue to him.
0: Yeah, I just... I I mean, but he goes, that's a pseud- how? But he knows it's a pseudonym. How does he know it's a pseudonym? Uh, that's a darn good question. Maybe he does know who that is, but he just doesn't
1: pick up on the
0: implications. He loves – Ned loves those bohemian writers and artists. Uh-huh. From He's the, a big fan of The Great Gatsby. he Gatsby got a raw deal. From the roaring 20s. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep cut there, Matt.
1: Uh, six minutes in, we go to commercial. And when we come back, uh, we have Homer uh, lying in a hammock on a Wednesday morning because that's what he do. Uh, and so Ned comes to him to ask for advice about women. Uh, Homer gives him practically nothing of use. Uh, it just kind of makes fun of him a little bit uh But, on their uh date later uh with uh Ned and Sarah, that they have apparently set up uh between uh when we saw them before house uh, um people in Springfield are the worst, the absolute worst. I'm sorry for the disguise, Ned.
3: I just don't want to cause a commotion. Uh, excuse me, Miss Sloan. may I have an autograph? Sure, oh man, this is going right on eBay. I mean my wall, which I will then sell on eBay.
4: Sad to say, this isn't the worst I get.
3: Oh, oh, can I just push this plastic cast onto one of your boobs? Okay, now you are the worst. Ron says Marco, and darn it if Todd doesn't say polo right back. (gasps) Oh, listen to me, just running my gums about my kids. You're probably bored silly. No,
4: it's a nice change from all the actors I usually date. All they want to talk about is their Botox, their Typo, or their Xbox.
3: Huh. Sarah, there's something I've been dying to do all night, so let's just get it over with now and hold hands. Mm -hmm. Ah, Heaven's gate, I'm going to be tasting you on my mustache for a week. Want to try for a month?
1: (laughs) So I feel like this does a good job of basically setting up the fact that for some reason Sarah is very enamored with Flanders, which, you know, he's he's a decent guy, uh, but and she is far more forward than he is ever prepared to be uh, because the net is very scared to hold her hand. And she's basically making out with him, uh, which is its kind of how the relationship is going to go. And I think that's actually is a pretty good tone for that going forward.
0: So uh, <laughs> we go back. to the <laughs> family. <laughs> what? It's yeah, it's fine. OK, fair enough. That's how I feel about I a know. lot. Matt, there's a lot of like that's like what I feel about a lot of this episode. It's just like, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's like, not as, you know, not as like, interesting as, like, vitriolic anger, but it's fine. It's fine. not something that, 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 that r- brings a lot to your gullet. What are you saying, Brian? I'm surprised Ned didn't say
1: anything
2: to Lenny. Because... Yeah, it, it seems like he would be the kind of person who would defend Sarah like that. Especially with as as weird as he gets later about her dresses, and... I. You think he would, or later on in the, when they're filming filming that movie he gets so defensive about her i think he would even though they're on their first date i still think he would have said something to lenny wanting to cast her boob
0: yeah back off uh someone name like polite rude name you Um, know a ned thing you have a ned word in there a ned insult i'm sure we could could find other ned words but yeah like you said robbie uh, ned is who the plot
1: requires him to be uh because if he had been a jerk here we couldn't have had the joke about there is joke about it. you are the worst
0: and i think I, I i think here's the thing that's really missing for most of this episode is kind of what ned is what is ned like some moments here where ned is kind of introspective and ned is just i mean i think that would actually what i would use the scenes with homer for is ned going like i you know i've been alone since maud died and i i don't know what i want out of a relationship or i don't know if this will work out but i'm like something to smooth over like why is he going out on a date with this woman like i know he's a al- he's lonely but just being lonely is not really a good reason to go out on dates with people and like him just him just voicing that a little bit i think would help smooth out some of this weirdness where he's just like clearly uncomfortable <laughs> like he doesn't look like he wants to be kissed but he's just keeps hanging out he keeps going on dates with her it keeps staying i don't know
1: I don't know. that's true it's one of those things where uh, Sarah is basically not reading the room but Ned is also not I don't want to say fighting back because that's the wrong phrase but he's not uh, pushing back against what she wants to do because it, it's it seems like it's very obviously what he wants to do but he can't allow himself to do it and we're going to see that uh, basically uh, develop through the rest of this episode uh, so at this point we go back to the Simpson family because of course this is the Simpsons and we have to spend 90% of our time with the family uh, they list out all the many many famous people uh that sarah has been with and homer gets calls from the tabloids for information about sarah and ned uh we then go to the flanders family next door where sarah is hanging out and watching the kids do a song and dance routine essentially and she is she's absolutely enamored with it she loves the you know the homespun ways of the flanders family uh unfortunately for them the tabloid uh journalists well tabloid photographers will just say i don't know if we want to call them journalists (laughs) break into the house literally break down the door and just start wrecking ned's house because yeah i i don't know if we've picked up on this but uh, the simpson writers don't really like uh tabloid photographers they're they're not big fans
0: i mean i yeah i don't you can't i I think it's a it's a this is a minor thing. it doesn't really matter. it's more just to kind of demonstrate the outside pressure on them you know for because of Sarah's fame and they do that in multiple ways and this is just one of them but if you like uh if you use them if you use the tabloids fr- tabloid the photographers in this scene in particular as an example, you can't have them do things that don't actually happen in us for us to believe it's adequate pressure like they could be hounding Flanders at the leftorium cuz that's in public they they could be following them around or taking pictures as they leave the house at where they could be bothering Rod and Todd but th- having them literally break down the door and destroy the house i i, I know that's not actually what happens like tabloid pr- tabloids and photographers can be terrible pests and and monstrous people without literally breaking the law they can just do it because by following the law so yeah they're especially good at following the exact letter of the law and not stepping over it because they have to you know not get arrested <laughs> right. so I, so it's I, it's one of those things where they they try and for comedy's sake they try and push the envelope about what the tabloid people do they are like oh they break down the door they destroy the house i'm like well but you're not that's not real that's not you're you got to make get me invested into the reality of the world things have to make sense it does and unfortunately this is one of those ones it breaks a little
1: bit but they move very swiftly past it so it's it's not yeah, a huge deal for the rest of the episode yeah.
2: they move on very quickly to a great scene <laughs> <laughs> sarcasm. Uh, a, a movie about,
1: about having sex in front of animals in zoos oh absolutely uh which is actually <laughs> where we go next zookeeper's wife scene 102 take one action
4: kiss me diego
1: but your husband's animals are watching.
4: Where do you think I learned to do this?
3: <clears throat> whoa, 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 whoa. This movie's turning into SpongeBob No Pants. Ugh, cut. Sarah, there's no reason Sarah needs to do this scene in the all together.
4: Sam, he's got a point. Katherine Hepburn never showed her breasts.
3: There's still time.
4: I want a rewrite. With no nudity.
3: All right, but you're going to have to kiss a woman. Deal. Ned, we won. Yep. Now all we got to do is turn that woman into a fella and that kiss into a game of Scrabble.
4: You're so sweet to look out for
3: me. The public may not see me naked, but you just might. <laughs> well, that's a very interesting. Uh, easy, Ned. Think of the Bible.
1: So the last bit there was more of a visual gag, but I feel like the music uh carried it across quite
2: effectively even if you couldn't say. It's see a it. sexy Bible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh.
0: What's wrong with ouch. That, what's wrong with sexy Bible? You know? Uh I don't being, know if you guys have ever read the Bible. They uh, they I did read large portions they, of it. It I'm, is not sexy at all. I mean they had back a couple few episodes ago they had this sexy basketball played by uh Gil. know. Yeah. So also, also now, not a
1: sexy thing. The Simpsons is really big on pushing things to be sexy that aren't sexy.
0: It has long, womanly, womanly legs. That's all that matters. That's a, it's sexy now. Okay, so I'm going to push back on that, Matt. The world has a has
2: a way of trying to make things that are not sexy sexy. Like we have the green that M&M.
0: That is very true. I mean, are is the green uh, not sexy? She has long womanly <laughs> legs <laughs> and, and eyelashes. <laughs> she has eyelashes brian so the whole world does this it's not just it. it's not just <laughs> the, simpsons. the simpsons or ned Flanders, for that matter <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there's this i think this is on this does adequately i i feel like this is relatively like very ned ned thing to do to try and step in and defend his lady in this instance like to have her not be nude on screen like that that feels like ned to me I don't have a problem with the scene. I kind of have a problem with Sarah in general, but uh, I, I think ne- this is adequately Ned in this case. I and I do like the line of like we just need to turn that that lady into a fella and that and that kiss into a game a Scrabble. I do enjoy. Right. That. That's that is. Funny. I do. I do wish there
2: was a part where she kind of pushed back on Ned a bit and said, "Well, this is my career. There are going to be things that I'm going to have to do." That you might
0: not be comfortable with. Well, Brian. Okay, I hear you, but let me let me say this: they'd actually have to talk about their relationship at all in this entire episode.
1: <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Robbie! That that's I mean, they they do. They absolutely do for like a whole minute of the episode.
0: They, uh, uh I it's the and they think that's like. They never actually talk. They just like are together and maybe that is at like Sarah is kind of uh she you know she date she is they they talk about how many men she's dated and her 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 flightiness I guess. Uh and maybe Ned is just kind of a cuz he's so different it's kind of like interesting to her and maybe you could have your characters say some of those things once. Oh, like, yeah, you just have Ned say that as one of his concerns kind of thing? Yeah. Or have Sarah talk about, hey, or at the very end of the... Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, they I... Yes, they should... Sarah should be like, hey, I can't... They should actually confront the reality of what their relationship will be, where, like, she's on screen, she's gonna have to kiss other people. She might even be nude on screen occasionally. And, you know, this is gonna be a reality of our relationship, and blah, 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 but there's no there's time. not enough time to talk about yeah. relationships, probably there, you have to fit up. in bad jokes <laughs> yeah, I guess
1: so anyway, uh after uh they have that uh, fun conversation about kissing women and Scrabble and whatnot, uh we get a dinner with The Simpsons where everyone loves Sarah uh because you know, obviously she's a movie star and she seems like a fun person to be around uh and then we get Rainier Wolfcastle who stops by to beg Sarah to come back with him uh he fails, obviously because Sarah has Ned now. Uh, then we get a Sarah and Ned on a walk where basically Sarah is going to – her movie is wrapping up and the consequences of said actions. And this is the point where I, I think where I was going to – they kind of talk about the relationship, but they don't actually get there uh, because we have to have a, a long dream sequence with Ned.
4: Ned, I've never met a man like you. You're sensitive. You're in great shape. You have a mustache,
3: and yet you're not gay. Oh, no way. I won't even eat vegetables over two inches long. So, anyway, uh, your movie's wrapping up soon. I guess you'll be heading out on the first bus to the airport. If you ride with a friend, you can save 20 bucks.
4: Ned, I know this is fast, but when I go back to Hollywood, I want you to come with me.
3: Ned, Flanders and Tinseltown? I'm James L. Brooks. Oh, can I call you Jim? James L. Brooks is good. How about some sponge cake? Well, I can't see the harm. With a brandy glaze? (laughs) No!
1: Or perhaps you'd like to go to a football game? Well... We don't have a team.
0: No! (laughs) Hey, Daddy Baby. We're mommy
3: producers now. And we're Jewish! Yay! Sarah, I'm sorry, but... I can't move to Hollywood. Heck, even Dollywood's too far out for me. Too many people appreciating it ironically.
4: Well, <laughs> then I'm staying in Springfield with you.
3: For good. Oh, forget my language, but I'm one happy camper. <laughs> so, yes,
1: uh, Sarah makes the very quick decision to stay in Springfield with Ned and the family, uh, despite the fact that she will probably still have to, you know, go film movies for long periods of time
0: i really like that dollywood joke <laughs> right that is one of the best jokes in the entire episode okay what what okay brian earlier you said you didn't enjoy james l Brooks. so what first off why does ned even know
2: who james l Brooks is
0: but don't you get right, it famous movie producer. don't you get it he's a guy who worked on the he worked on the simpsons so yes, obviously, I'm, I'm well aware of this <laughs> ned knows him because we know him james l brooks is like essentially a god in
2: ned landers's world <laughs> yeah exactly He's the jack kirby of
0: the He's a creator i i don't yeah i don't know that ned shouldn't know many of the references he talks like he uses in this episode in particular uh i don't i don't know how i feel about rod and todd saying and we're jewish oh no. that's <laughs> oh no i understand where they're going from with that because
1: that would be one of Ned's like most hated thing. They could have said any religion that's not Christianity and Ned would have freaked out. But I guess the uh, stereotype of Jewish movie producers is what they were shooting for.
0: Yep. I, you could say that, Matt. They're shooting for that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. The the Ned being, I think it is a lot of the, some of the joke, the, the Puerto Rican joke earlier, this joke here is very much the move from Ned just the 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 good Ned, the the Hurricane Nettie Ned, the Ned who want, who sees the best in everyone, who's a generally a good guy, has turned you know into oh just right wing Christian guy who has lots of uh, <laughs> prejudices <laughs> and, yes. and and that's Prejudice. I mean, and that's basically what this the betrayal has been. It's not just you know a... a, a a glass of water on the side for dipping ned anymore this is oh ned's also kind of racist and okay anti-semitic i guess um i i like james O. brooks there though so but it's it's doesn't (laughs) i don't know it's again they just they don't have any moment real like moments of reflection they don't we don't know why why is sarah with ned tell me that the,
1: the only explanation they give us in this entire episode is that she is charmed by his small-town ways, which t- seems to happen to a lot of celebrities who show up in Springfield.
2: And he's also controlling? Like, he's protective, <laughs> but it's more—he con- like, seems protective
0: of her, but it's actually
2: very controlling.
0: Yeah, and I mean— very that, true, yeah. That's okay. Like, that's a—it's okay for characters to do bad things, have character flaws, and, and but they have to— Address it. The, you know, they have to go. Sarah has to, at the end of the day, go, oh, this will fly or this won't fly. And that's the reason they break up, not because. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to why. Yeah. What happens next, Matt? Oh, we go to a commercial. <laughs> yep. 13 minutes and 40 seconds in. Um, so Sarah has moved to Springfield because she likes Ned a lot. So she's moved. Her whole life, this guy she's known for what a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like this is less impactful than a lot of people would think because you know, movie stars they're always flying all over the place to you know to, to film movies, so it's it's not a huge deal for where her base is. It's just where she comes back to at the end. But yeah, it's still really fast.
0: I'm I'm just saying that because again, they could probably you know, address it at any one point. Um, but well, they could, but they don't have time because they have to have you know. <laughs> jokes about uh adopting apu's babies. They do have jokes about a uh, uh, apu trying to give children his children away. Uh basically everyone in Springfield is trying to take advantage of Sarah, uh her fame, trying to Moe is still trying to sell her information to tabloids, Apu's trying to give her children, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um so we got a a quick montage of m- different members of our Springfield supporting cast basically being jerks which really endears them to us, Marge, and then invites Sarah to her book club. And this is where we get Helen Fielding.
3: Look at celebrity boy toy Ned Flanders and his arm candy Sarah Sloan. Miss Sloan, how are you handling the change from La La Land to Blah Blah Land? Lisa, Springfield isn't a cultural wasteland. Part of Stroker Ace
4: was filmed at our airport. And, um, oh, there's our ladies book club. Sarah, you're more than welcome to come. Oh, I'd love to. Another scoop.
3: Sarah Sloan to attend Girl on Girl Book Club. Oh, Mo, you lovable loser. You just made yourself $5. <laughs> Today's book is Bridget Jones's Diary.
4: Now let's go around the room and analyze why we didn't read it. Cramps. All my friends are dead. Well then, I guess it's time for Margaritas. Well, I wish someone had read the book since I did invite the author, Helen Fielding. Oh, never mind. As long as they all bought the book, I'll still get the money. Besides, most Americans can't understand the sophisticated subtlety of British humor. I bid you good day.
0: I Okay, now I want everyone listening. I'm not going to play it, but I want everyone listening <laughs> to imagine 15 seconds of yackety sax. <laughs> Thank you, Robbie, for not playing that. I, I heard that enough while seeing this episode, especially the ending because we get Benny Hill homage here where Helen Fielding runs around with the Sax playing. Uh, and it that uh, also ends the episode. So that's great. Um uh I I enjoy Helen Fielding until the Academy Sax. Yeah. I I I I like the idea that oh she doesn't care as long as she gets paid. Right? I also I as a as an author myself, I also am totally fine if you never read my book as long as you bought it. Uh, Ned, Pied my book, my book. Oh God, no, no. Um, <laughs> so now it's time for a pops concert on in the on in the the Springfield Pops in the amphitheater. I don't know if there's a laser show attached this time. I assume there is, of course. So I assume they have the lasers. But everyone's there. Uh, they guess that everyone gets dressed up, and Sarah. Wears a dress that is revealing, or at least as as Matt said much earlier, provides the illusion of nudity without actually showing any nudity. But uh this is basically all right, here are like it's literally like two and a half minutes of people being either uh super horny because of her dress or being super uncomfortable because of her dress. Like just picture that for like literally two and a half minutes.
1: Yeah, picture Homer, like, tripping over himself and whining to himself over his spilled nachos and being horny over her dress. And it just. I, I think
0: the, the captions describe it as lustful moaning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then also, but there's also the in turn like, oh, how, how could she wear a dress in public that I don't I don't. I don't think it's that crazy. A dress, is it just me? I don't know. It isn't. I, it it doesn't. It doesn't seem that bad. It's just like, oh yeah, it shows some cleavage. It's it's scandalous for Springfield. Sure. Well, I, I mean, they were literally at the beach at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> like women wore bikinis.
1: Right. Oh, that's the beach. There are there are different uh, standards for the beach than for a pop's concert. Obviously.
0: Okay. Um. <laughs> again, and I feel like. This third act is just, again, it's just another third act where things just kind of lose, we lose control, and it just spins out into nonsense, and, and everything, like, kind of loses its way a little bit. Because we're, we're, we have all this nonsense with this dress, which, like, of all thi- like, instead of three, like, two and a half minutes of Ned and Sarah having, like, down-to-earth discussion about how impractical this relationship is, we just get two and a half minutes of people in springfield going oh no a dress um you could have the dress but it doesn't it's one joke guys i get it it shows her boobs oh no uh then this is the craziest thing to me (laughs) <laughs> Are you okay, Robbie? <laughs> I'm fine. It's—I feel like I'm like losing my mind a little bit. So I'm gonna—I'm gonna play a clip. Uh, Ned notice Ned notices something's wrong with Sarah, and Sarah speaks up about it.
3: Sarah, I love you, but I—I I get the feeling you're just not a Ned head tonight. Is something wrong?
4: <sighs> Actually, there is something. The time we've spent together has been wonderful,
3: but I want sex with you. Yeah, well, that's a. Uh... Uh, a, a mighty big kettle of uh, <sighs> premarital uh, doodly.
4: <laughs> I knew you'd say that. I need a glass of wine.
3: Oh, <laughs> this is quite a dill diddly, Emma. I better talk this over with the big man, Tomer. Sarah wants us to have sex. Stupid, Flanders. I'm not giving you any of my secret moves. Well, I'm not sure I want to do it. I, I mean, who'll buy the cow when you get the milk for free? You know, the cow being me. Look, Flanders, I'm always interested in talking about free milk. And if there's cookies involved, so much the better.
4: Hmm. Ned, look, I know I said I wanted this. But I don't want you to do anything you're uncomfortable
3: with. Well, I consulted my Bible and found some verses supporting what you want to do. And a lot of verses against it.
4: What does that one say, Ned?
3: It says a man should make restitution if he eats his neighbor's grain. And that's good enough for me. Two things about this clip. One,
1: (laughs) (laughs) what is the point of him talking to Homer? like these are just the most egregious one like homer doesn't add anything he just makes stupid jokes about cows and milks and
0: hey Matt. okay i'll i'll let you finish your point i do i like the joke about the milk and the cookies (laughs) i I will say it's a good
1: joke too but i feel like homer has to add something after like it's fine if he makes that joke but then he says ned you have to do what's right for you or something like that because otherwise it's just an excuse for homer to make a joke about cows and milk I just, I mean, that's what it is. There's no other. <laughs> there's
0: no other reason. But I, I feel like Homer. Over.
1: Homer. They occasionally write him to have flashes of insight, which is fine. Uh, lots of people do that. Of, of dumb characters that will spout off something, you know, happy. And I feel like this is a good opportunity for Homer to do something like that, because then you could just be like, uh, Ned can give him a weird look for the the you know the cookies and milk joke, and Homer can say, Look, Ned, you have to do what's right for you. Blah 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 and make some allusion to his marriage with Marge and, and how he always does what's right. Even if it's not what, you know, other people would think was right, but it works for them kind of thing. It just, it That's, lowers is, the serious level. By a lot. Is
0: that still level? Is that still number one, man? Are you on the number two yet? Or is that, did you get to number two yet? Uh,
1: no, number two is the stupid grain thing. Like okay. one, <laughs> is that an actual Bible verse? Cause I would like to know what that is. And two, how does
0: that apply to this situation? <sighs> It's a Matt, it's a it's a joke. Don't you get it? The Bible has No, I don't. <laughs> I, I I get that
1: it's supposed to be funny. I don't see how it's supposed to be funny. I'm missing that bridge there.
2: Exodus twenty
1: two twenty. Oh, okay. Thank you, Brian. Oh my god,
2: that's great. <laughs> Brian's our, our Bible. Right our, Brian's our Bible scholar. Oh uh,
0: yes. I didn't just Google that. I just <laughs> knew that
2: off the top of my head.
0: It's like, yeah. Um my problem with this clip i mean i agree with all of what you said matt everything you said is entirely correct more my more problem is like ned ned goes to sarah's like are you alright? right you seem a little down or something's wrong or something what's up and instead of sarah being like a sane person going well we can talk about it later when we get back to the house or, or whatever it's instead she's like no i'm really i need sex now i need wine uh like you're at a concert like yeah she are you pure id, basically. I, I was like, calm down. Like, it's like, you're, are you, are you, you're not a real person it's at this point where I'm like, Sarah is not, like, this is all just plot device after plot device after plot device. I just, I just don't understand why they have Sarah, like, literally in the middle, why can't they be alone in a bedroom? Like, why is all, this is all, obviously you can't hear this, this is all happening in the woods. <laughs> like, they're just in the woods At by the end of that clip.
1: Yeah, and in their woods, like, near the Pops concert is the whole point. They're just like, oh, let's go somewhere nearby but close. And they like, uh, you guys could... Are, are you hotel? going camping or something like this?
0: Go, you're a movie star. Get a hotel room. Like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, <And> where <laughs> are Rod and Todd? <laughs> they just vanish.
2: They were dressed up for the concert, so they went to the concert with them. Mm-hmm. They just disappear. They got taken home by, let's say, Mo. <laughs> oh, God, no. No. He, wa- <laughs> he was nearby to spy on Sarah Sloan,
0: and he offered to, to babysit. Yeah, he babys- he's babysitting. That's the uh-huh. episode I want to see. Huh. I want to see Mo <laughs> babysitting Rod and Todd. I mean, isn't that basically but- the episode where I was, was going to say, both baby blues. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, So Ned gets his. He reads that, he reads that one Bible verse that- from Exodus about. Grains, and he goes like, "Yeah, let's have sex. Let's just do it." Like, what? What? He won't. Just the thought of moving to L.A. gives him nightmares. Like literal, like visions of horror about like brandy glazed cake and having no football team and Jewish sons. But you know, Sarah just going, "You know what? I'm really I need sex right now." And Ned's like, "Oh, sure." I somehow, I have all these Bible verses, even though we were just at a Pops concert. And this one is about grain. So yeah, let's have sex. So they have sex in the woods, like with a blanket. And then... Mm-hmm. That's very comfortable, I'm sure. I And then sleep there all night. Sure. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, So they have sex one time.
1: And probably that's all you get out of Ned. Uh,
0: And then we basically have Ned give Sarah an ultimatum. Uh, and this is the end of the episode.
4: That made me completely forget about Bob Balaban.
0: <laughs> that's what
3: Maud used to say.
4: A girl could get used to that.
3: Well, and you will, right after the wedding. Y- you
4: want to get married?
3: Mm-hmm, that's right, I'm like Baskin Robbins. You get one free taste, then you gotta buy the scoop.
4: Ned, I love you, but I'm not ready to be tied down.
3: <sighs> I love you too, and I always will, but... Unlike the Bible, I guess this ain't gonna have a happy ending. I'm sorry. Oh darn the luck! That sounds like the lupus fun run.
4: ha! Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fight lupus!
3: Screen siren Sarah Sloane shocked Tinseltown last night with a midnight marriage to Gosford Park mega hunk Bob Balaban. <sighs> this was followed three hours later by a quickie divorce. <sighs> I bet we would have lasted twice that long.
4: ned gardening away his misery Mm, his answer's not at the bottom of a hedge (sighs) hey hollywood call me my number's on the bench
3: you know it's the darndest thing women love you when you've dated a movie star i'm very happy for you ned me too
1: uh-oh, here comes Helen <laughs> Fielding. No, no, Robbie, no. I, I thought we agreed no more. No I, more just, I Se- only
0: played the intro of it. I did not play the rest of it, because there's Thank another you, 30 seconds. Me. Hey, guys, listen. Imagine another 30 seconds of Yakety Sex. Because that, that what, that's what happens at the very end of this episode. And then we see Helen Fielding, more Benny Hill stuff going on. I I stopped myself, but I really wanted to scream as Ned was like, Hey, we had sex. Now we're getting married. I'm like... And and then, and, and then Sarah goes, you know what, Ned, I really do love you. I'm like, what? What? When? When did this happen? When did you say that? (laughs) They literally, (laughs) that is literally, is a, like, it is an easy, it's a layup. It's a slam dunk, simple storytelling moment where you have them say, I love you for the the first time. You have Ned and Sarah doing something for each other. And so they say, I love you for the first time. And then it establishes that establishing things for your audience is very important <laughs> then but it's just at the very end they have sex and it's and sarah's like i do love you but i just can't get married okay yeah that's a rational person sarah and this like ned comes off like a psychopath ned is like hey we had sex once so let's go get married i'm like maybe you should say that before the sex
2: not and he didn't ask he said we'll, we'll get we're getting married
0: yeah, it's not they, like it's yeah, not like he's just assuming
2: that it's going to happen.
0: It's point. not like it's a question. I'm like I'm like, guys, I want to like Ned. <laughs> I want to respect Ned. I want to appreciate the, the challenges he faces with his particular set of beliefs, as and like the fact that he is still a good person. I want to believe that Ned is a good person and not a nutcase. And you really undid like there's two act. Two, the first two acts of this are fine. And then the third act is just like okay, now we're just we gotta get run that time. Let's have everything happen. We go to the pop. We well, we do have time for like three minutes of just just boob jokes. Hey guys, remember her her boobs in mm-hmm. that dress? Mm-hmm. How could you forget? <laughs> I don't know. It's there's Yakity sax. I just want to make make note that she is way out
2: of Bob Balaban's league. I don't even know who Bob Balaban is. He's a, uh, he's an actor. He was in Close Encounters, Midnight Cowboy. Uh, he did like the most recent, like uh, the, the newest Wes Anderson ones, uh, Moonrise Kingdom and Grand Budapest.
0: I googled Bob, Bob, Bob Balaban, and now I immediately recognize him. So yeah, if he's yeah. he's one of those guys. Uh, uh, he's quite the lover. You you see him, and you're like, oh right, him. He's a he many- was Linus, and you're a good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Did you did you know that, that off the top of strange. your head, Brian? I
2: I did. I have that. I actually have that soundtrack on vinyl <laughs> oh because that's the kind of person I am.
0: Okay, fair enough. I I mean I, you, love, I, love, I, love I mean you're musicals. you're a Bible scholar. You know all about Bob Balaban. You're a man of many talents. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I of feel like two talents. I feel like this happens a lot where I th- I watch the episode to get ready for the podcast, and I think it's fine. And then I talk about it for a while, and then I go, This is terrible. <laughs> is this episode terrible? I don't think it's
1: terrible, but I think it has the same issue a lot of where it just falls apart in the third act. Like, there are certain parts in the first couple acts where you're like, Huh, that's not quite on point, or that could have been changed to be better. And then the third act you're just like, What? Where why did you go this direction when there are so many other important directions
2: you could have gone? Brian, is this episode terrible? I don't think it's terrible. I think it's okay. <laughs> there are some bad things
0: to it, but I wouldn't go so far as to say terrible. Okay, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, there's, there are, there's some, I, there are funny jokes in it. I, I do like a lot of it, but the third act. It's just, I think it's just, everything comes to, like, it comes to that conclusion, it comes to that focal point where they have to get this, get in what they need in to get this plot to work. And more often than not, they just don't. They fail over and over and over again, and they, they just don't stick the landing. And it just, it really leaves a sour taste in your mouth because the first two acts set up a lot of interesting things that could make sense and could work. And then they just don't ever execute it well enough with the time they have uh it's fine it's not really it's not i'm gonna i'm not a happy fine i'm like eh, it's fine it's like when someone asks you if you're upset and you don't want to say you're upset so you just say yeah it's fine it's fine yep. i think that's true. Right. It's, fine. it's fine it's not bad enough to complain over <laughs> uh no i mean i would argue that's not what this uh. podcast has been for the past 40 minutes matt um we've complained <laughs> we've complained plenty uh hey matt We'll rank, yes, the, we'll rank it at the end. We'll rank it the of the show. Hey Matt, ask me ask me a question. Robbie, is this show broken? Is this show broken? Is a different question? A Very complicated <laughs> one. I would argue. I, is this broken? No. No, it just makes some bad choices essentially. No. Uh, it's it's really it's it's getting there. It it gets close at a certain point. It, like I, feel I like think it, I think overall, I think this is a good episode idea.
2: Yes. And it's the execution is bad.
0: <laughs> so it and when you mush those things together, you kinda get it's fine. I don't think it's broken. I'll say it's not broken.
1: No, because this this could be a good episode if rather than a movie star, they had Ned go out with just a woman who is more uh progressive than he is and who is more into, you know, being equal partners in a relationship um, rather but than you can't make, a male dominant.
0: But you can't have jokes about tabloids then, Matt, or but, that's true but, i don't know if you know this. you can get jokes from a lot of different sources i mean mm, the you used to have tons of jokes already, about literary references and I, old tv and Matt, movies. hey wait 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 a minute i have a page here full of jokes about hollywood where am i going to use them um uh in a different episode perhaps uh that sounds like i have to remember things then well
1: you know that's 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 tough to do and i understand that but maybe if you work for the harvard lampoon you should be able to do those kind of things <laughs>
0: Ooh, Matt, like, Matt doing hard on on the Harvard Lampoon. Uh, mm. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments to the News Group. Okay, here we
3: are. Alt.nerd.obsessive.
0: Comments to the News Group is where I look through the old nohomers.net forum to see what people thought of the episode after it came out. They liked it a lot.
1: Well, I mean, compared to the ones they've been seeing, I'm not surprised.
2: They, they agreed with you last week, so you have to... I have to go back, swing the other way. <laughs> that's
0: true. <laughs> yes, um, four out of f- most the majority, forty, oh, nearly fifty percent of the of the pollers, police gave this a four out of five, and an additional twelve percent give it a five out of five. So that's over sixty percent who think this episode exactly exactly sixty percent think this episode is a four or five out of five. I I hmm uh our i have a, a handful of reviews like always first one let's not forget homer is married while well, Flaner's being what it would be perfectly okay for him to have sex with another woman personally i thought this was a fairly good episode pretty humorous all the way around some good gags a fairly solid plot with decent characterization Though they may have forever tarnished Flanders' character. That's already happened. Uh, Good to see the Hibbert family, Sarah, and a few other seldom-used characters getting some lines. Tempted to give this one a 4 out of 5, so I think I I will. This goes down as a good episode of my book. I'll say this. It surpassed my expectations. Uh, Next. Well, I'm I'm sure it surpassed all of our expectations, but I don't know about that.
1: Um, Did not surpass. It's a season 14 episode. What are your expectations at this point?
2: As long as Mike um, Scully
1: doesn't come on the screen and throw poop at us, I but like, oh,
2: yeah, that's a decent episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> James L. Brooks came on the screen and threw brandy glaze at us. I like, her. I'll give me a sponge cake. Hey, with, did do that, that's true. Give me a sponge cake with brandy glaze every day of the week. I'll take that. That's no problem with me. Gross, gross. Next up, I enjoyed it. It had a lot of good jokes, and the story which was not bad. Say for for quickie, get the guest character out of here. I had a bad feeling about this one. They surprised me by not doing anything extremely stupid, in the many in the many chances it had. The only bad things about it was the jokes were mainly chuckles, nothing out loud. Few, just plain horrible scenes. I don't need to point out Homer's nacho incident. Three out of five. Uh, and then we got a really, I got, I, I just, I, you know, there's a, your our weekly worst episode ever uh, review. Haha, ha. I'm not laughing from the jokes of that Simpsons episode, I'm laughing at its sheer stupidity. A star born again plumbed the depths of idiocy. Gags were horrible, worse than a bad Saturday Night, Live, a Saturday Night Live skit. Al Jean should be fired. Childish political potshots like stole the 2000 election conspiracy mongering, likely introduced by left-wing nutcases on the staff. Woo! Oh no. <laughs> should, should be excised. Who writes the gags? Where Homer alternates between two emotions like gawking at the babe and moaning at dropping the notches? should be shot. Just a complete joke, an unfunny one at that. Commenting further on this excrement excrement is a waste of time. See, guys, we can have
1: common opinions across the aisles here, okay? You don't have to be conservative (laughs) or progressive
0: to really recognize when this is a bad episode. (laughs) Or <laughs> maybe just not a great episode not a worthwhile episode I don't feel like Al Jean should be fired over this episode and I certainly don't think any of the writers should be shot for writing a <laughs> well, joke that's about true, yeah. Homer dropping that's just a bit of hyperbole I'm sure I, I mean uh, you know right, they're not guns right uh, I'm not so sure about this it's 2003 I don't know I don't know but see that there's, there's some extremes for it I don't think anyone should be shot ever for writing The Simpsons no matter how bad they are Our Listener Question of the Week. Oh, wait. Hey, I need to, you know what, guys? I need a segue to the Listener Question of the Week. Okay. That's, uh, that's it for that segment. We can move on to our next. It is time for the Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. (gasps) Yellow?
3: is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog! We have a wiener!
0: Yellow? Our Listener Question of the Week this week is, what is the favorite competition the show's done? Favorite competition on the show? Could be anything. Could be sports non-sports everything <laughs> tons of great answers tons of great responses appreciate everyone who took the time first from lauren is there any other except except lisa on ice my brother and i reenacted their fight multiple times uh marge stop it stop it stop it flicks the lights on and off uh bart mom that is really annoying bart started it uh uh-uh, uh lisa started it i don't care who started it i don't ever want to see you two fighting like that ever again we love you both. You're not in competition with each other. Repeat, you are not in competition with each other. Hey, Hapu just called. This Friday, Lisa team, Lisa's team is playing Bart's team. You're in direct competition. <laughs> Don't go easy on each other just because you're brother and sister. I want to see you both fighting for your parents' love. Fight, 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 fight. It does. It does literally you're in direct competition with each other. Uh, from Adam, from King of the Hill, the capture the flag game. No, wait, I have a plan, but I'll need your underpants. Homer's response. Mm, all right, but don't lose them. They're my only pair.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you know, who's, who's who hasn't been there when they need to use their only pair of underwear for a flag and for a false flag and capture the flag? Every day of my life. Every day. From Byron, the KBBL contest where Bart won the elephant. I like that episode. Reminds me of elephants. <laughs> it really... So we got some really funny answers this week. <laughs> that one just took on my funny bone. Uh, from Al, I consider Mr. Burns playing Crush the Irishman's Achilles as a competition. One he won, apparently. Uh, from Jenny, the football match between Portugal and Mexico. As a fanatic football fan myself, it makes me laugh every time. Trust me, football really isn't as quite as boring as that. Or football, I should say. Football. Football. Non American football. Uh, from Joe, the bartender competition from Mc- Pygmalion. You can really taste the goat. Uh. Nothing wrong with nothing wrong with goat. Sure, it's, it's better than Red Tick beer. <laughs> really taste the dog. Mm. Uh, from Patrick, I have to pick the episode where Lisa competes in an American Idol spoof with Homer as her manager. This leads to a magical Lisa Homer moment at the end, with Homer tricking Lisa's contest rival when he became his manager to go back to Lisa. Like this modern episode, due to the fact it's a better Lisa Homer episode in that era. I I always appreciate anyone who answers a gives us an answer that is non golden years. So it's much harder to they're harder to come by. Uh, from AJ, is it wrong to say the model nuclear plant contest from Homer's enemy? I understand he wasn't a child, but it was a nice win for Homer and those racing stripes. ri sure look, r- looked really sharp. <laughs> no, he, he won. He did. He 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 beat him fair and square. That's true. I mean, he did better than Ralph. Yeah. Even Martin's was actually powering the room. Uh, from Andy, Homer's steak-eating challenge against Red Barclay and Maximum Homer Drive. Uh, from Chris, his answer is simply, where's my elephant? Where's my elephant? Where's my elephant? Uh, from the professor, yes, I would, Kent. The Patriots tomorrow essay contest for Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington. Who would have guessed reading and writing would pay off? And finally from Allison at amethyst twelve fifty eight. My answer is Bart and Lisa's Hockey Game from Lisa on Ice. Growing up with an older sister, I knew firsthand about sibling rivalry, and when Bart and Lisa put their differences aside at the end, it speaks to me on a personal level about true love only siblings can know. Very sweet. Matt, what's your answer?
1: Uh, My answer for this week is actually going to be the gross-out competition for the Mensa episode, uh, because I love Homer singing hot-buttered check-it-and-see while hitting himself (laughs) with uh, hair dryers, and then Bart's being like, no, no more spark plugs, please, when he's trying to swallow anything.
2: It's one of the dumbest things i've ever seen and it still makes me laugh brian what's your answer i like the competition between lester and eliza in the day the violence died uh, i like that there's this bizarro world version of bar and lisa that are going out solving all their mysteries for
0: them why haven't we gotten more lester and eliza i don't know i like them I, why haven't we done like an entire bizarro world episode with lester and eliza where they are like the focal point of the episode? And we get a cameo from Bart and Lisa, who are in That Lester, would be fun. And Lester and Eliza, I would I would definitely watch that. Lester and Eliza are like, Who are those weird kids? They're always in the background, it's crazy. Free idea Simpsons writers, if you listen, hey, free idea, take it. Um my answer is the chili cook off from Mysterious Voyage of Homer. Oh yeah.
2: That's a good one.
0: Daddy, are you going to jail? We'll see, son. We'll see. Uh, i love it um next week's question i'm sure we've asked this question before but i know it's been a long time if if we have it is what is your favorite simpsons song parody hot butter check it and see <laughs> brian's getting his answer in early post this question on our social media facebook.com slash the simpsons show pod on twitter at simpsons show pod you can email us at simpsons show pod at gmail.com next up it is time once again for the no google trivia challenge I am too smart. I am too smart. S-t-m-r-t. I mean S M A R R T. The No Google Trivia Challenges is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. I am currently... Let me, let me look. Let me make sure. I'm winning so far this season by one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will... I will see how long that lasts. But I'll take the lead for now. Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I'm ready, sir. Your questions are all from Alone Again, Natural Diddly. Oh, oh going with the Flanders thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who dies in Alone Again, Natural Diddly?
1: I believe that'd be Maud Flanders.
0: That is correct. No footlongs.
2: <laughs>
0: uh. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I hate that upset so much. I don't even so eat much.
1: vegetables over two inches long.
0: Oh, uh, we didn't mention the, that. We skipped over that joke. The, the gay panic joke. Oh uh, God. Yeah. All right. All of your questions this
1: week are from The Auto Show. Oh, God. All right. What band do Barton Milhouse go to see in The Auto Show that devolves into a riot? Oh, that'd be a Spinal Tap. You are correct.
0: Yay. Got a point. All right. You're a question, Matt. What race car driver do The Simpsons run into? Uh, I believe that's Clay Babcock.
1: Dang it. Sorry, he says his name very prominently, so that's
0: the kind of things that I remember. I didn't... I can't... I was really not expecting... All right. Okay. All right. Your medium question, what does Homer call Otto that enrages him? Uh... Oh. Oh, it's something relatively innocuous, too. Um... Uh... Burnout?
1: Mm, I'm sorry, it's sponge.
0: Ah! Sponge! this is like something a sponge could do i don't matt i don't remember the auto show <laughs> i could barely oh, okay. there's they go see spinal tap there's like bark gets a guitar autos in it yes. i don't okay you're a hard question what companies sponsor the funeral there are one two three four five six seven oh god really there are seven wow. stickers visible on the casket there's a couple more that you can't really make out but seven that you can clearly make out name four of them i don't think i've ever even looked at the casket so i have no clue mm-hmm. just like the simpsons writers just want to ignore mod's death yeah right <laughs> <laughs> the they're all basically knock off uh car company brands for the most part we have well, there's duff so one real simpsons uh, and then the Laramie Cup, which I assume is their Winston Cup analog. But then we have Tirestone, Quacker State, Good oh, Good Wrench, spelled G-U-D Wrench. We have SPT. I don't know what SPT is. I assume it's like an oil company. Yeah, thing. like
1: STP. But, you know.
0: Yeah. And then finally, there is AC, the letters, and then the letters, then D-E-E-C-E-E, A-C-D-C. Which I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, a battery or, like, the band. Yeah, I assume a battery, because it's, like, all car stuff, because she died at the car thing. Remember how she died at the car thing? Uh-huh, I and do they remember made that. It, and they made, that? And they made a joke out of her funeral. Uh-huh. They killed its character, and they treat it all as a joke, and Ned's never had really been able to exercise that pathos, ever. Yep. And the, yeah, funeral... the 21 t-shirt salute
1: matt what's my hard question <laughs> your hard question what song is homer listening to outside the spinal tap concert
0: um oh um i know it i'll brian i'm sure send it to you robbie <laughs> i know you know it because you're smarter than me um is it i want candy i don't Oh, i'm
1: sorry it's spanish flea <laughs>
2: i don't think i know the name of that song
0: <laughs> he actually
2: <laughs> sings the lyrics that like they use that song a lot but he actually sings the lyrics in that moment that's the only reason i know the name of the song
0: i don't think yeah. i've ever paid attention it's still spanishly who sings that uh, homer uh, according to no, the wikipedia real article real life it's- <laughs> Not Homer. Some, in somebody in
1: the Tijuana Brass. I have no idea. I, okay. I forgot the
0: person's name. Okay, uh, Brian. I I have been told. I you have told me that. I we you have prepared some trivia questions for us. I sure have. Look, well, well, go ahead. Let shoot. All right, Robbie. Do you want
2: to go first or second?
0: Uh, why? I'll I'll go second. Okay.
2: Start with Matt. Uh, these are all episodes that focus on movie making and movie stars. Okay. Okay. So here we got uh, – Matt, here's your easy question. This All of your questions come from Beyond Blunderdome. Okay. Your easy question. The Simpsons attend a preview screening of Mel Gibson's remake of what movie? Uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. That is correct. Robbie, all of your episodes – all of your questions come from When You Dish Upon a Star. Mm. I said they weren't good. <laughs> Your easy question: Which celebrity does Homer land on during his parasailing accident?
0: Oh no! <laughs> oh no, Robbie! It's, the easy it's, question. It's one of the two. It's one of the two. Um, I mean, it's a fifty-fifty shot, I guess. Alec Baldwin. It is Alec Baldwin. Thank Christ. Okay, he, he, he lands on him, and then he hits on uh, he
2: hits on her, and she's like, "You're you're laying on my husband." Okay. All right. Good. I got that one. Alright, your medium question. While well, touring the movie studio, Rainier Wolfcastle was filming a movie titled Saving Who? Who was uh, who was Rainier Wolfcastle saving? Uh <laughs> I don't know. Just, uh, I
1: don't know, like saving his grandmother or something, I
2: thought. Saving up? Nana, I guess. Yeah, I, I give Anna? up. uh Robbie,
0: do you have a guess? Uh no. <laughs> I don't. Something about So you're <laughs> on the
2: right track, because she plays Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. It's Saving Irene Ryan. Oh, of course. Of course. Of, okay.
0: Of course? What do you mean, of course? Uh-huh. <laughs> There's nothing of course uh-huh. about that. It's almost obscure, <laughs>
2: dumb. All right. I thought I thought it was a medium question, because you could come up with Saving Private Ryan and then no, Saving Irene Ryan. I'm, <laughs> I'm not –
0: it's not debating if it's a medium question or not, on especially by our standards. But it is – the Simpsons, like, what's an obscure, like, weird Saving Private Ryan joke? Irene Ryan. Okay. All right, uh, Robbie, your medium question: What kind of cola do the
2: celebrities drink? Uh, Aztec,
0: cola. <laughs> Matt, do you have a guess? Royal Crown Cola. Oh, Matt, Matt got it. And not Matt doesn't get points for stealing answers. That doesn't. We don't. We don't play by oh, those rules.
2: Okay. All right, Matt, your hard question. What five vehicles are shown in the Hollywood Car Museum? Uh, let's see. There's the Mad Max car, the Batmobile,
1: um, oh man. I want to say it's like Herbie the Love Bug and I have no idea what the rest are.
2: All right, you got you got 3. Uh so we have the Munster Mobile, oh, the yeah. Monkey Mobile, the Batmobile, the Road Warrior car, and Herbie the Love Bug. The, the Munsters Munster had a car? Movie. Okay. They did. Okay. And the monkeys did, too. I actually had to look that up. I'm like, do they really have a car? And they, they do. The monkey mobile. I mean, they got a tour. It, it it does not seem like a very good car for touring, though. No, no. Not so much. All right, Robbie, you're hard one. Mm-hmm. Homer asks the mob what celebrities have ever done for them. Which celebrities does he name, and what chores does he expect them to do for him? We're looking for two celebrities and two chores.
0: I, I don't. No idea. Zero answers.
2: I have no <laughs> clue. Matt, do you have a guess? <laughs> Sorry, what was the question again? I, I missed it. Uh, Homer asks the mob what celebrities have ever done for him. Which celebrities does he name, and what chores does he expect them to do for him?
1: Okay. Um...
2: Looking for two celebrities and two chores. I know one of them is Ray Bulger. The other uh-huh. one is... Um... Oh Come on, I know
1: this. I don't know this. Uh,
2: it's not coming to me. Uh, so, Barbara Streisand cleaning out the garage, and Ray Bolger doing the dishes. Doing the dishes. Uh, Ray Bolger looking out for Ray Bulger, even though he was long dead by the time the episode Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> you okay, Robbie? I'm fine. I don't worry did i literally can't remember—I think my brain has excised all memory of <laughs> that episode. Like, I can't remember. That's probably healthier for you. I can't remember anything about it. It's just there's submarines in it and it's bad. Like, that's like all I've gotten at that point. Like, I don't remember. Um, Matt now is in the lead again. Yay. Oh,
2: no. I'm sorry. It's not your fault.
0: <laughs> uh, Matt is in the lead 31 to 30. As uh, as uh, after this episode, we still got half the season to go. So I could I still have opportunities to squander the sleep. So that's good. Squad of the lead I had, I suppose. Uh, that's it for trivia this week. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever. This is a part of the show where we rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Ver, 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 scroll down on the mouse wheel down here. Let's, probably it makes it think like you're getting all the way down near the bottom nah i don't know about all the way but towards the bottom i would say in that general direction of the okay here's here's a comparison point i'm going to praise land flanner's episode
1: hmm. okay that's uh that's a good start um hmm so I, right beneath that we have homer the mo and right about that we have Blame It on lisa i think i think this is better than i'm
0: going to praise land
1: I was going to agree. We don't have anyone getting high on gas and almost blowing up orphans. That's usually <laughs> a good thing.
0: That's okay. So uh, how, okay, uh, real quick. Okay. how about how
1: about Burns in Love? It's it's another uh, you know tertiary character falling in love kind of thing. Um, I think Hunka Hunka Burns Love is a little bit better than this one. It ends really weirdly, but then again, so does this one. But I think the actual relationship between uh, Burns and
0: Burns woman and woman is, is better. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. Her name is Gloria. G-L-O-R-I-A, Gloria. Uh-huh. It's a song. You don't know Gloria?
2: I've never heard that.
0: Are you you guys are uncultured swine? That's true. Uh that set does end very poorly, just like this one does. Um
2: I would put it between the blunder years and Simpson's Bible stories.
0: Yeah, I was looking uh, looking further down. Like Bart, Bar I think it's in that. Certainly in this. I think it's better than Simpsons Bible stories. I, I don't know if it's better than. I feel like it's very similar to the Blunder years, years, the Blunder years, um, because it has a lot of potential and then kind of squanders it all. Very true. Yeah, no, uh, I, I do think it's better than Simpsons Bible stories for sure. Is it better than
1: Bart to the Future?
0: I like I don't Bart think to the Future. So.
1: That that one's better than it seems. It, it's got some wacky weirdness, mm. but honestly, I kind of like that. Part you, just of the future like, you just like
0: Ralph. <laughs> I mean, that helps. I'm not going to lie. You just like Ralph, man. That's like literally Bart of the Future. You're just like, oh, Ralph's in it. I like it. Um, hmm. yes, I,
2: Lisa's the president, though.
0: Lisa is the president. <laughs> That's great. Uh, that is an episode that references Donald Trump being the president as well. <sighs> yeah i above simpsons bible stories is probably a good spot for it i don't really have strong feelings so i think it's better to just i don't know i feel like this episode is just so weird and is that sound okay man below the blender years? Good to me. okay star is born again that is new number 245 on our list below the blender years above simpsons bible stories um nope that's wrong robbie come on you can type you can do this there we go uh number one on the list is so that's uh yeah star born again below blunder years both since the bible stories 245 number one on the list is still armor's enemy last place is still the strong arms of the ball. our next <laughs> uh, yeah oof oof is the right um oh this is the wrong thing i'm looking at uh, okay our next episode is Mr. Spritz Goes to Washington.
2: Ooh, okay. As uh. crusty as a politician? Mm-hmm. 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 I don't remember that one hardly at all. I. It's, uh, it bad. <laughs> what? No. I-,
0: I recall it being quite bad. No, I'm sure it's great. Uh-huh. It's about airplanes. Airplanes happen in this one. That's That's true, they do. There's Republican jokes in this. There are, uh, but not not, not good ones. Oh, good. Okay. Um, That's next week. Mr. Spritz goes to Washington. I'm sure we'll have a great time and we'll love this episode. It's written by John Schwartzwater. He can do no wrong. Uh, Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) John Schwartzwater in a political episode doing no wrong.
0: Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can find this list, our best episode ever list, on our website the Simpsons show.com dot Links to everything there, Facebook or Twitter or our feed. Link to our Patreon is there. Um Brian, plug before we yes. go before we go, plug all your stuff. Where where should people check out? Like this new podcast you're doing.
2: Yeah, you can uh you can find me on the internet at Bort ATX on Twitter. Uh you can also find Theme Park This on Twitter at theme park this. We also have a listener group on Facebook. Uh if you uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash theme park this join in on the conversation talk about theme parks with us uh yeah uh be sure to check out theme park this we launched today as we're recording this uh our first episode is just kind of an intro to all of the hosts we're talking about our favorite theme parks our favorite theme park rides favorite restaurants things like that but yeah um, we're we release every two weeks so we'll have new episodes coming soon
0: plenty of time for people to subscribe get excited get hyped um you can find me online on twitter at Robbie dorman my website is dot com, has links to my other podcasts and links to my novels you can purchase my newest novel underneath a uh, story of body horror sent antarctica for fans of the thing and the terror you should go buy it read it if you like those things matt does not participate in social media you will not find him that's true a cold snap has gripped florida so i'm gonna
1: go out and land it and probably die because it's my last chance to be cold for probably the entire year uh so unless you can strap your message into snow sorry guys next week
0: strap your message into snow (laughs) what does that mean Matt? can you explain that if you're
1: somehow able to transmit a message uh through snow
0: okay okay i understood i got it i'm robbie and i'm matt thank you for watching this episode shh